Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast, where we talk about self-connection through spirituality and nature immersion. I am your host, Heather Webster, and I'm so excited that you are here today. Today, I have the great honor of interviewing Ollie. Ollie is an amazing organizer who also loves being outdoors and experiencing the world around her. Well, welcome, Ollie. It's uh, so great to have you here on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks for having me, Heather. How are you? Pretty good. It's a chilly day here today. Uh, being in the Northeast, how is it in California? It rained all day yesterday, all day. And I work part-time as a property manager. And so there's a lot of calls for um, leakage. <laughs> so I was quite busy yesterday, but right now it's sunny in the sixties. Oh, perfect. And you guys need the rain. So. Oh, always. I, I always appreciate the rain. Yes. Yes. I, I lived love, in, I love rain. So. I lived in, uh, in Davis and Sacramento for a little bit of time. So I remember like when it did rain, it was just like, oh, it's so nice to feel that. And even here when it rains, I, I always love it because it turns into one day it's going to be sunny and it makes you appreciate the sun so much more, but also like the rain brings so much growth and healing to things. Absolutely. That's how I feel about anything to do with water. I find rain very healing and um, having gone to school college in Ohio uh, I really appreciate the sunny weather in California yes um, but it, yeah it's always it's it's almost uh, a different kind of appreciation for rain in California than it was when I lived in Ohio yes I can understand that especially with all that's been happening around fires and things like that recently for sure so can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to this kind of place where you are now um, and how you kind of used nature and your organizing and all those little pieces to help yourself kind of self-connect with who you are? Okay, so I was born and raised uh, by the Indian Ocean in a coastal town in Kenya. Um, I'm one of five children of the second and my parents are quite conservative religious um, when I got to high school at the time they didn't think that staying in Kenya would help me grow they thought that having an international education would be more beneficial which I'm glad they decided to do that so I applied to schools in Europe and in North America we decided to go to Ohio State University. Uh, if I had known about the weather, I wouldn't have picked Ohio State University, but <laughs> that's where I was meant to go for college. Um, and so throughout college and years after that, I sort of followed whatever everyone else expected me to do. Um, whatever my dad wanted, whatever my mom wanted, there was no room for what I wanted. And then I was in a long-term relationship that was very unhealthy. I was quite codependent. I didn't realize it at the time. When I ended the relationship, I felt that running away geographically would help. 
doesn't help. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's literally like wherever you go, there you are. Anyway, so I moved to California about six years ago. Um, I finally started to look at myself because I didn't have a choice. I couldn't use a partner to escape. I couldn't use my work, which I was a workaholic at the time, to escape or run away from myself anymore. Um, and then I met someone who absolutely lives and breathes nature. So even though I grew up by the ocean, and I love the ocean, it's my first love, I feel like, in terms of nature, um, I didn't quite appreciate it as much as I do now. Um, and so I hit rock bottom a few years ago. I decided that it was time for me to reach out for help. I went to therapy, I joined Al-Anon, and I spent a lot of time in nature. And that's why I am so happy with who I am now for the first time in my life. That's my story. Yes, it's so amazing how healing nature can be. I also kind of have a similar kind of story in terms of like being in kind of relationships and being dependent on them, even though I felt like such an independent person. But at the same time, I realized after I got out, I was like, wow, I depended, I needed to be, feel loved and I needed to feel, and, and at the same time, kind of following the path of what society, or as you said, your family expects of you, I think is so common and to be able to break through that, like you said, you, you put the distance, but it was like, you had to come to really terms with the fact that this is something I need to do. It's not, no distance is going to change that. Did your whole family come with you to Ohio or are they still? Um, originally we all moved here, but my parents found it very challenging and Three of my siblings also found it very challenging, so they ended up moving back. So my brother, Kevin, who lives in Austin, Texas, and I stayed. Yeah, so that must make it interesting. Like you almost need to really dive in a little bit because your immediate family, a lot of your immediate family is not right here. So what is it about nature that you love? Like what kind of, I love in your write-up, you wrote, you wrote about like, planning to hike and going camping and hiking, right? It's like part of that idea of getting ready to go outside and be in nature is like the anticipation of it. And that planning part is, is just as, well, you also like to organize like people's life, right? So it makes sense. And I don't know about you, but there's something about maps that make me so happy. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm actually geographically challenged. Um, directionally challenged as well however I'm a planner I find such joy in planning uh, um, so when we are deciding okay we have a few days off in a month what should we do and we're looking up campsites and uh, national parks to go to and state parks and it's just so exciting to me um, so planning has always been something I've always enjoyed in fact when I was thinking after our the pandemic where we were forced to, well, I was forced to really look 
into what it is that I actually like to do, what resonates with me truly and honestly, um, because I, I felt like I needed to actually focus on finding a career where I could use my strengths, my unique strengths and abilities, and especially my values. I discovered that all of the jobs I've ever had did not align with most of the values I had. And so that's how I ended up pursuing becoming a life coach and a professional organizer because my background is actually in interior design. That's what I studied in college. Um, and so when I was thinking about um, what have you always loved to do that you could do and not think about taking bathroom breaks or eating. And it went back to my childhood, literally planning for the new year of school, looking up school books that I needed to buy, getting rid of things that didn't serve me for the next year, shopping for those things, wrapping things up. And I, 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 and then I remember the only job I've ever had that I actually loved going to was when I was an interior design showroom assistant. And one of my duties was to manage the fabric and sample library. Heather, if I could do one job for the rest of my life, I would happily do that for minimum wage. That's how much joy it brought me. That's how much happiness I found doing that job. Every time I went to work, it's like, uh, is there anything that needs to be organized? I'd love to do that. And thinking about that early this year, I decided I'm going to pursue that. That really resonates with me. And I love serving people. And this would be a good way to serve others was to help them organize both their internal and external lives from the inside and out. Um, and so in nature, when we are planning our camping trips, trips or even hiking to a new area near us, it's the planning part is a huge part of what I enjoy about nature. But once the first time I went camping with my significant other, I was, there was a lot of fear about camping because I hadn't really experienced camping as something that you could do as someone who's black and queer or as I identify. Um, because when I would see others talking about camping, it was always white people. Um, the My community never talked about the outdoors. In fact, there was a lot of fear and anxiety around water and around being outdoors. And at the time I didn't really think very hard about it only because I wasn't around people who were into nature. But when I started dating my partner and they're like, oh, I've been camping my whole life. My whole family camps at least three times a year. We take a family trip and camp. I was like, mm, I don't know if that's for me. Um, and I didn't think then that it was something I'd internalized. Um, but then we went for a camping trip and the peace I felt the first camping trip, it's like immediately I got addicted. 
uh, we have to camp at least once a month. I mean, that's unrealistic. We can't. But every time I need to de-stress, every time I've had a really difficult month, I know that if I go camping, I will find some healing. So, yes. And I love that you're getting the message out there because I think it's, it's so true that, so I learned how to uh, scuba dive back in the day. And when I learned to scuba dive, I was, everybody that was diving with me were men. And it was so, it, it's this weird feeling and I can't even, I know I can't even relate to what you're talking about, um, coming from two different sides. Right. And, but there was something like this, this fear of like, not, it wasn't even like, am I going to be able to do it right? It was more of like, am I safe? And because I'm going to be on these boats with a bunch of men who like know exactly what they're doing. I'm new to this. And it was just an interesting, and I ended up almost kind of stepping away from it more because I just didn't feel like I could identify with anybody that was doing it. And so I applaud you for getting the message out there. And the, and I also am noticing even more now in advertisement and things like that, they're trying to bring it in. REI is definitely trying to, as one company um, that I know is really trying to show the diversity and that it is for everybody. Yes, nature is for every single living soul. There's no, there shouldn't be otherness. Um, And I, I do have a background in digital marketing and I have recently noticed the same trend um outdoor brands and companies are trying to be inclusive and um i originally had mixed feelings about it because i wasn't sure if it was coming from a place of truly wanting to show that they're diversifying or if it was more of a performance because of Black Lives Matter. But then I thought about it after a while and I say that if I was the little girl, the seven-year-old, and I'd seen ads that had people who looked like me, regardless of the intention of the company, I think I would have been more open to pursue wanting to be outdoors and feeling safe, camping and hiking uh, in spaces that had always seemed like not welcome to people like me. So yeah, I am, I am quite, I am excited too to see that when I scroll down social media and obviously I like outdoor things. So it's always being recommended in my feed. Uh, it's nice to really see a yeah. lot of uh, inclusivity in mm-hmm. the in advertising. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with access, right? And we, that's a whole nother conversation we could go into another day, but it's something I feel very strongly about is that you need to make things assess- accessible to people, um, to everybody. And it's nice to see different parks starting to pop up and in different cities and really trying to bring stuff in. There still is so much more that needs to be done. Um, but I appreciate you sharing kind of your perspective on that around that being outdoors and hiking. And, and it's also so neat to kind of hear kind of how much it has helped your healing. 
and I can see, and this is all my, I guess, again, just me saying personally, like there's something about organizing that I have a love for. So when I saw that you like organizing and hiking, I was just like, okay, this is the person I need to talk to. Um, I rearrange furniture and my house on a regular basis. And I love growing when I was a kid, I used to go into people's houses and they would like either pay me to help clean their child's room or like, I'd be like, Oh, let's clean your room together. Let's, what do you, what do you want to throw away? Because I think there's something about that aligns that minimalist thinking and that organizational thinking. And then, like you said, it's like an internal external, but I think it also has to do with like, if you are like, there's a connection between nature and organization, because if you go out in nature, if you go backpacking, out in nature, you have to be a minimalist. Like you bring whatever can be on your back. Right. And you're living out there. And I remember always coming home from a backpacking trip being like, why do I have all this stuff? So can you, you want to speak to that? Uh, Absolutely. Um, So I was more of a maximalist, I guess you'd say when I lived in Ohio. Um, And I didn't understand why until a few years ago. Um, this relationship between us wanting things around us. Um, I was always shopping. I look back and I'm like, well, what were you doing? Why, why were you shopping so much? Why wasn't what you had enough? Um, until obviously recently when I went to therapy and I went to Al-Anon, obviously a lot of what we do with what we bring into our lives is a reflection of how we feel on the inside. So I realized that there was a lot of emptiness that I was trying to fill. And once I got that out of the way, I got rid of a lot of the things that I had that I discovered I didn't need. But going camping really brought that home. Um, First of all, you have to plan everything well as much as you humanly can. You leave the rest to, you know, God and the universe. But what are you going to eat? Where are you going to rest your head? How are you going to protect yourself from the elements? How are you going to take care of your body? How are you going to get there? All of those things need planning. You can't just randomly be like, I'm going camping. You're not going to survive. And so I really, really appreciate that part of me that naturally gravitates towards being a planner. I have become less OCD with it because I used to be a perfectionist with it previously, which was something I, I have worked on. Um, I'm, I'm way more flexible about it. In fact, I'm even more flexible than when I started going camping with my partner. My partner was way more flexible compared to me at the time. I was like rigid about like, no, we have to bring everything just in case something happens. But now I'm the other way around. I was like, we can only plan so much. The rest, it's, it's okay. Things will happen and we'll just have to deal with it. Right. And there might be something and, out in nature that you could use for that purpose. Exactly. And then also, I think the more I spend time in nature, 
the more connected I feel to myself, the less I want other non nature things, if that makes any sense. Every time I go camping and I come back, I'm like, oh, we need to get rid of things. I don't need, we don't need all this stuff. Let's get rid of some things. And so I, 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 I don't know. It's just so, it just really centers me and grounds me. And it reminds me all the time that I have everything I need within me. I don't need anything else. Yes. I love that. You have everything you need within you. Yes. It's so so true. And I think what you're doing with your clients as well is going through that, right? Like you said, it's inside and out and really being able to kind of pull out what is that? I don't want to say baggage, but whatever it is, right. That's kind of weighing you down. Cause I too, occasionally will, if things get stressful, I'll be like, Oh, I got, I, Oh, I need that. I need that. I need that. It's almost like when you're in this feeling of like lack or insecurity, you're like, okay, bring it all in. I need it all. And then all of a sudden, when you have that self-confidence and self-love and self-connection, it's like, all I need is me and the people that I love and the things to survive. And so can you speak a little bit more about kind of what you do with your clients? Because it's so like, I'm, it's fascinating. And, and if you want to put in a few tips of what people could do in their own house or in their own life, that would be amazing. Um, yes, uh, I love speaking about my clients. Um, they all co- they come in all different shapes and sizes with different goals, which keeps my work very exciting and challenging, which is my favorite part. I love challenges. I think they're all gifts. Um, I think a lot of us think that creating a functional and inviting space is just about getting rid of something and putting it up in a nice looking shelf. Um, And I think once you go into much deeper about why you even had a cluttered space, you realize that everything is from within. Everything starts from who you think you are and how you feel and what you think is. And so a lot of, for me, uh, habit forming is a very important part of uh, having my clients is why do I collect all these things? And I've realized um, um, that when I used to be like you, where every time I felt something was out of my control in other parts of my life, like work or relationship, I always felt the need to organize my space. And I didn't get that connection until later, wanting to be in control all the time. Uh, When you lose control in some area, you want to control another area where you feel like you have. Um, And so my clients usually joyfully find out that once they let go of creating this need to control or feeling out of control or learning what attachment actually means to things. They get better at creating habits that prevent clutter 
in their physical space, but then it also creates this emptiness because um, from my training, anytime you collect things externally, you also collect them internally. And so there's this like release. Um, and, and I also, I always tell all my clients like cleaning a small area is easier than cleaning bigger area. So just remember that every day. Like if there's like a little area that needs to be decluttered or if you have something on the floor, it's easier to do it right then and there than waiting for it to accumulate, which makes it more difficult. I'm actually picturing a little like broom inside somebody's brain like cleaning that one little area, right? Because again, it's connected. So it's like clean that one little area before it builds up and becomes like something that you have to deal with in another way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I try to always remind them that it's just have habits every day. I have my desk area my because I work from home and I just remember at the end of when I'm done for my day, just make sure the surface is clean and there's nothing on the floor. That's it. It doesn't have to be perfectly placed back on the shelf. It doesn't have to be in something labeled or anything. Just just a little area that you have. And then when you wake up the next day and you're getting ready to work, you're like, oh, I have a space to start being productive in. I look forward to working because my space is inviting. Yes. It makes such a difference to have an inviting space or even if it's like, even if it's empty, whatever inviting is to you, right? Um, right. versus having a space where you feel like you come and you sit down and everything is just in piles and things are falling all around you or, and I like that idea of making sure you kind of like, you're going to bed feeling like it's all in, in a space. That's like, it doesn't have to be a perfect space for, it or a beautiful, like it doesn't have to be in a showcase. Right. But the right. things are kind of in a space where you know that when you need to come back to work, you're not thinking, oh, I can't believe I have to work in this space. And it feels, it starts off the work kind of icky. <laughs> it really does. Um, we, I don't, I don't know. I, lo- I don't think we realize how much we carry mentally. That's a projection from our out, outside. Um, just the anxiety of seeing your desk looking busy already sets you up mentally for the rest of your day. So it's so, so important. I feel like um, for me, I just have this habit I've created. It's like at the end of my work day, whether it's two o'clock or six o'clock, just clear the space on top of your desk and just make sure there's nothing on the floor. And so little habits like that, and especially once you start to see how it affects your mood, your spirit, your productivity, the time you save from not having to move things around and having to look for things because you can't find them somewhere, you tend to want to continue to pursue having those habits every day. Yes. Yeah. I know I have piles and I'm always like, I know where it's, and I don't have very many piles, but for mail, mail seems to be my pile. And it's always like, okay, I'll get to that. And I'll get to that. Cause I, I like to go through it all at once versus like every day. And then when I'm sitting down to go through it all at once, I'm like, why didn't I just go through this in a minute on that day and recycle what I didn't need. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of put that away and use that 
that tip for me, for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Please do. <laughs> so where can kind of people find you? Do you do coaching through the, like through online or is it all in person? Yes. Um, so uh, you can go to organizewitholly.com. That's my website. Um, I have a little bit more information there about my services that I offer. Um, there's a client form or contact form that you can fill and then I can reach out to you and we can have a discovery call, which is always free. Um, I have um, Instagram, organized, organized with Ollie. That's my handle. And I also have a Facebook page, same thing, Organize with Ollie. Um, and uh, I have really good deals going on right now for the holiday season and the beginning of the year. I would love to co-create a space with anyone who's open to changing um, how they function in a space and hopefully creating uh, a life that kind of serves you in the space that you have. Great. Wonderful. I just, I just want, I just want it to be accessible. Yes. So for all of you listeners out there, make sure you go to her website or her Instagram. It will be in the show notes as well. So they'll be, so if you're listening and you want to, or, um, find out more information, just go to the show notes and you can click on the links. Um, they'll be hyperlinked there. So that way you don't, you can just click on it and go. Yes. Yes. Please do. Um, I provide, um, tailored customized coaching because every single person is unique there's no one way same with the professional organization so please reach out to me I'd love to chat awesome well thank you so much Ali for being here and I, it was so great chatting with you no thanks so much for having me Heather this was amazing you're such a uh like a comfortable host I felt really 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 safe telling you my story and sharing uh, what I do. So thanks for having me. Thank you. What a joy to have Ollie on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. Thank you so much, Ollie, for being here today. And to all of you listeners, thank you for tuning in. I want to let you know I do have a new membership that is opening up in January. It is open for registrations now, so feel free to save your spot. There are definitely some great giveaways for anybody who registers before December 31st. So feel free to come on over to the show notes to find the links for Ollie and also the links for my up and coming programs and just links to find me on social media and my website. If you did really love this episode, feel free to leave a rating and review for Ali and I to see and feel free to share what you liked about the episode. Take care.